Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this third edition of the KECC 98.1 News FM podcast here at Evangelical University. It is the 17th of November, Friday, 2017, 11.32 a.m. Central Standard Time. My name is John Christopher Collins. I am your news and podcast director here at the station. You can call me JC. Just don't confuse it with Jesus Christ and we'll be good to go. Ladies and gentlemen... I love my job here at KECC. I love producing podcasts for you. I love doing the news. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's the stories that make us who we are. So today's podcast, the third edition, is going to be a get to know me type of podcast. I want to dive into my testimony, who I am, where I come from, and where I plan on going, and how God has used me and others in my life. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's start from the very, very, very beginning. I am a sophomore here at Evangel University. I'm a journalism, government, and history major, so I'm a triple major. And I love each field that I'm pursuing. They all go together, and that's one of the reasons I love them. But before we go too deep into who I am and what I'm doing, let's start at the very beginning. My birth, my birthday. I was born on June 28th, 1997 in Houston, Texas. Um, After my birth, shortly afterwards, months afterwards, I was diagnosed with a motor disorder called cerebral palsy. Um, Now that affects a lot of things and the the disorder is very diverse. Um, It is a movement disorder. It's very diverse. It can be very severe where you can't talk, walk, hear, see, feed yourself, do anything. And then it can be very mild. Some people are able to walk and they walk with a limp. Some people like myself can't walk without assistive technologies like a walker. Uh, Some of us use a wheelchair. I also use a wheelchair as well as a walker. I don't use a walker around campus uh, because, um, to be quite honest with you, that would be exhausting. What it takes um, the average person to walk without any um, issues, it it takes me about uh, twice as hard. I mean, twice the effort to just walk. Um, After maybe two minutes of walking, uh, I would be very very worn out, very fatigued, and it's because um, it's, it's just different. My brain has a hard time communicating with my legs to say, get up and walk, uh, to quote Jesus. So, um, but that's besides the point. I wanted to give a little bit of background on my disability, because I know people who, bless their heart, they're afraid to ask questions. And uh, I think that's tragic. I think that's the downfall of political correctness is people are so afraid to ask maybe something that will offend somebody and they they never learn anything. That is the downfall of doing that. And so I encourage you, please, if you're listening to this and you can hear my voice and you know who I am or you've seen me around campus, ask questions, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about as open as a person as you can get. I really am. I'm a very, very open person. Moving on from there, I came from Houston, Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about my career. I want to tell you about what I do, how I got there. In first grade, I became very, very interested in espionage. Now, that is the the event of gathering intelligence. So I wanted to work in an agency within the intelligence community 
and I wanted to be involved in any way that I could. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that takes, as you know, some uh, physical abilities, physical abilities which I didn't have. Many people my age um, now and even then are mostly off playing sports or doing something physical, physical fun. I've always been a future-minded person looking forward to my career and doing things that would apply to that. That's a very, very important part of my life and it's always been that way. Um, Because of that, Uh, My career was really what I pursued, even from an early age. I didn't pursue sports, although I did do a little bit of adapted uh, martial arts for myself, for my own benefit and protection. Um, But at the end of the day, it was almost like being told Santa Claus wasn't real as a child. And to be honest, I never had the luxury of believing in Santa Claus um, because I was just... I didn't really believe. I mean, you come down to it. It's almost easier to believe in Jesus than it is in Santa Claus. But at the end of the day, um, being told what I was told at the intelligence community was like being told Santa Claus didn't exist. I wanted to be a field operative for the FBI or CIA, and I was basically told, because of your physical limitations, uh, we can't allow you to do that. Now, that would seem like an obvious thing, but at the time, I wasn't really aware. I didn't understand. However, um, there was a consolation prize, so to speak. They said, hey, if you want to come back and work in cyber intelligence, cyber espionage, you can do that. And Basically, that would involve hacking and different things like that. That wasn't where my heart was at the time. Interestingly enough, after that, I moved into a totally different field, pursuing totally different things. Um, Entertainment industry, Hollywood. And I wanted to be a singer, songwriter, and actor. I've auditioned for many, many TV shows. I'll tell you this, this is not to bash everybody in Hollywood, but this is where my life started to, to spin a little bit. I will tell you, many people often say Hollywood is dark. While that's true and they seem to understand that, they don't really know how dark it is. And I say that as somebody who's been involved in it and who's had family and friends who almost went down the path. Now, all of this stuff that's come out about the Miramax uh, big producer um, Harvey Weinstein and the actor Kevin Spacey, people like myself knew about years ago. All this stuff with the sexual abuse, sexual violence, and misconduct, and even pedophilia. People have known about for years, people like myself. And I guess I should uh, issue a trigger warning here. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because I I don't wanna give the impression that everybody in Hollywood is like this, but you have to understand, in order to get to the level of success in Hollywood that the world considers successful, Unless you're just darn good and they can't live without you, you've really got to sell your soul out. You've got to degrade and demoralize yourself to get to a point of um, where they have collateral on you. And that's why it's so easy to blackmail some of these people. 
at the end of the day, there's a lot of good people there. Um, you've got Keanu Reeves of the Matrix series, really, really good guy. You've got um, Vince Vaughn and many, many others. And many of these women, like Reese Witherspoon, she came out, I believe it was an article in the London Guardian, somewhere in there. I forget which publication it was. Anyway, she came out. She's been assaulted. Many, many others have. Um, thankfully, I did not, although I experienced a very scary situation. I will tell you, as a child pursuing a career in Hollywood, uh, it's very, very dangerous. Um, at least if you're not careful and if you end up with the wrong people. Um, they basically act as if they own you when you're a child. And I remember my mother being treated like, hey, you're not the parent anymore. We're your child's parent. We're taking over. And it was in a very scary manner. It's not like a, like a babysitter, okay? It's not like Santa Claus. It's not the Easter Bunny, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, th this, is, this, is, um, this is not cool. So what it boils down to is you've got a lot of good people in Hollywood, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a very, very corrupt place. Um, June, tw uh, June 25th, 2009, after Michael Jackson died, I started doing a lot more research, a lot more looking, a lot more talking to people. And no matter how much I wanted to reject the truth of the darkness of Hollywood and, hey, maybe that's not where God wanted me, and this isn't to say that Christians shouldn't be in Hollywood, because I believe they should, but they need to be informed about what really goes on even if they don't witness it themselves. But in 2009, I was exposed to a lot of stuff. Um, and then as I got older, I, I really didn't stop pursuing it until my junior year of high school. It was one of those things, folks, where no matter how much the truth stared me in the face, I, I, di I didn't want to believe it. And that was to my own... Uh, my own disappointment. I mean, really, I was so disappointed I didn't want to believe it. Moving on from there, after I really discovered a lot of this, and like I said, there's a lot of people in there that are good people. We need Christians in that business. I just didn't feel I was called because I was more enamored with the influence that a celebrity can have. In today's celebrity-obsessed culture, people hang on every word that some celebrities say as if they're uh, like an authority on a subject. And that's a big, big responsibility that they carry, a lot of which most of them don't do very well. You notice how in Hollywood it's groupthink. Everybody's anti-gun, regardless of what your politics are. Just walk through this with me for just a second. Nobody talks about Jesus. And it's, it's very... If you step out of line with what's the norm over there, your career can be diminished, and you as a brand name, because they treat you as a brand name, not as a person, you as a number, they also treat you as a number, you can be marginalized because you're dispensable. They can get rid of you, find somebody else. Aside from that, ladies and gentlemen, when I got out of this, I realized it wasn't just Hollywood that was this way. Politics is the exact same way. And I'm going to tell you up front, because... The media, while well, many of them in the media deny that they have a bias, I'm very open about it as an independent journalist. Um, I'm neither Republican nor Democrat. I'm a classical liberal in the sense of the Founding Fathers. Keep in mind that European classical liberalism, as they were, 
is totally different from modern day American liberalism. Totally different. Think liberalism, liberty, freedom. Okay? So that's what it's all about. And I'll tell you, uh, I've got family that is steeped in government uh, inner workings. They know how government works. And I'll just tell you that, I mean, I've got people that I know that work in intelligence, army intelligence, um, all over the place. Heck, I, I know a lot of people. Even in my small career that I've had, it's been a huge blessing. Evangelical University has had a lot to do with opening those opportunities for me. But at the end of the day, what I've been told is if people knew how corrupt the government is, certain elements of it, not every person in the, in the government is like this, but if people knew what it was like, if they knew that it's not about Republican or Democrat or about party ideology or left-right and that it's bigger than that, there would be rioting in the streets. And I think if people really did come to realize that, there'd be more unity. There are people within the government, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to say, that would love to see nothing more than the complete demoralization of the US. That sounds sensational, I understand that, but there are many, many people that that I know um, have a major disdain for Christianity. And that's why it's so important that Christianity influence, not, not tie itself to government because there is a separation of church and state. We don't have a theocracy, but it doesn't mean that morals don't influence our country. Founding fathers were very clear. John Adams said that we cannot properly self-govern a republic without morals. So we have to have morals. Ladies and gentlemen, what's my mission in journalism? When did I start doing this? In 2009, I started working with internet radio, and I do little things. I didn't get much traction then. But understand it was a progression, starting in about high school as I let go of the Hollywood thing. I got in touch with a lot of good people. I went to the inauguration of President Donald John Trump. January 2017, I met a lot of good people. You say what you want about alternative and independent um, news organizations, but there are a lot of good people in WikiLeaks. There are a lot of good people in InfoWars and many other organizations. Tucker Carlson is a very, very good guy. Fox News. Um, it's important to remember not to get all your news from one source. Many of us make that mistake. Even I, before I became a journalist, made that mistake. Then I realized how manipulative the news industry is. Very, very manipulative. My mother was on a lot of big TV shows years ago. Big networks. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, why am I doing what I'm doing? I started my business January 31st, 2017. It was Tuesday, I believe. The Truth War Limited Liability Company. What am I doing? Well, it's investigative journalism. Journalism is all about, in its proper sense, holding power accountable. I've met a lot of good people. I know a lot of bad people. But at the end of the day, what is it about? It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's not about parties. It's not about left or right. It's not about color. It's not about race. 
not even about established religion. It's about God. It's about Jesus. What's my mission? Stephanie, um, she's now Stephanie uh, Whittaker. Um, she used to be Stephanie Steen Martinez, just graduated last year. She wrote an article, article about me for The Lance. Perfectly sums up my mission. My mission, ladies and gentlemen, is to show you, not like I'm a prophet, but anybody can do what I'm doing. You just have to have the understanding and the openness to it. You have to understand that there are political undertones, or, excuse me, there are spiritual undertones to what you see in government. Just as there are good guys and bad guys in any industry, you can have them within your own government. You can have them within your own church. And sadly, the church has been victim to a lot of infiltration, um, a lot of bad people. But overall, the church is good. And that's the whole point. Governments are major abusers of power if you get the wrong people. But overall, say what you want about the U.S., God's had his hand in creating other countries, yes. But when it comes to civil liberties, freedoms, and religious liberty was a big reason for the founding of America, America is unmatched. One of the biggest things that got me politically motivated, I remember as a child, I was in elementary school. And everybody's taught about the Holocaust, very early age. And remember we did like a crash course on Adolf Hitler. This is what gave me such a, a deep hate for evil and disdain for tyranny and corruption. I remember the teacher looking me straight in the eye. And remember, I'm a disabled kid at the time. I'm still disabled, but I'm not a kid. This teacher looks at me and she goes, and Hitler hated disabled people. Imagine that as a, as a young boy, young girl. If you're disabled and you hear something like that, and even if you're not, you can imagine how it shook me to my core. And I realized a limited government is the best safeguard. Morals and values are the best safeguard against tyranny. They just are. And I don't want to come off as a know-it-all, but this is my field, ladies and gentlemen. I know it well. I know it very, very well. That's why I urge everybody, everyone that's a Christian, even if you're not and you're on the path to becoming one, you may not know it. It's important to be involved in politics. It is important to preserve this country, preserve our liberties and freedoms for future generations. Without them, sadly, folks, we have thrown away a great gift. Yes, God is sovereign over all, but what good would we be if we were simply couch potatoes? Loyal bystanders to the game, never getting in the arena, just watching. That's not the Christian life. The Christian life is about influencing every area of life, good and bad. It's our job to be salt and light in every industry. It's one of the great things about Evangel. The slogan is, you're calling our passion. What does that mean? It means... It is the university's passion to help you find and cultivate your calling, and they've done that for me, given me many great opportunities, even this one right here. Before we end this podcast, I want to tell you, this is just a snippet of my testimony. 
a very small one at that, but it's the core of who I am right after Jesus. Jesus permeates this. Doors have opened in this area for my life like crazy since coming into Evangel. You may not agree with it, you may not like my politics, but at the end of the day, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and just because God hasn't shown you something in my life that's true, or shown me something in your life that's truth, doesn't mean it's not. So I love everybody. I don't like bullies. I, I, I love everybody. Until next time, I encourage you to go to my website, thetruthwar.net, T-E-T-H-E-T-U-R-T, oh my gosh, I just messed up on my whole website, but whatever. It's thetruthwar.net, you can tell I'm tired, T-H-E-T-R-U-T-H-W-A-R.net, thetruthwar.net, go check that out. Uh, There's special reports on there in the form of videos, articles, and other things coming very, very soon. I've also got a store if you want to support what I'm doing. But ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, this is what Evangel's about. This is my passion, this is my calling. I've interviewed a lot of great people. A lot of great people who have had to stand up to corruption in their areas, even if they're not in government. I've interviewed people in businesses. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you, part of the Christian life, yes, we have to be loving, but we have to stand up for what's right. Doesn't mean we go out and riot. Doesn't mean we cause um, an insurgency. It doesn't mean we do any of that. We do what we can within the law and within God's law, more importantly. I love each and every one of you. I thank you for everything. If you see me out in the hallway and you have any questions about me, what I've said on this podcast, or just anything at all about me, please don't hesitate to ask. Please don't. Just ask me, and let's have an open, honest conversation, whether it's about life, about my disability, about politics, about God. Let's have an open, honest conversation, because that's where true change takes place, is in the exchange of words and ideas with like-minded and diverse people. Folks, until next time, John Christopher Collins. I'm your news and podcast director. I've enjoyed uh, doing this podcast for you, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. God bless you, and God bless America. Bye-bye.